Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Getting It Out Podcast, episode 121. That was Elm uh, with King Snake. That's off of their upcoming album, The Weight, comes out on June 12th, so you got some time, uh, via Bronson Recordings. Via, via, I don't know, you know. It's one of those things I just say, and I don't know. But anyway, they're a cool noise rock band out of Italy. And uh, since I now like everything Italian, uh, mostly my wife, um, I like this band too. So I've checked out the whole record. It's pretty cool. So when you get the chance, you should check it out too. I'm sure you could go buy it right now, pre-order it, I think that would be, um, at some kind of location. Um, Whatever, you know, check the show notes. I might put it down there. I'll definitely put you a link so you can listen to more of Elm. And if you haven't uh, checked out any of their music in the past, then go check out some of their other records. Pretty cool band. Um, like I said, Noise Rock. Uh, you, you just heard it. You know what the fuck they sound like because you just heard it, right? Uh, so that that's we got that covered. All right? So, hey, um, what's happening on this episode? Let's get right to that. Uh, not Noise Rock, but it's half of that. It's Noise. Yeah, Noise. I'm doing a show about Noise, which... Um, People might be like, uh, isn't that what every sh- every show's about? Isn't it all a bunch of racket? Yeah, it kind of is, uh, but not like bad racket. Bad racket like the Beastie Boys, that's racket. That's shit. That's uh, that's just noise. Um, but th- this noise, <laughs> fuck, I'm getting way off track already. This noise is uh, is sterile prayer um, from, uh, what would we say, the, nor- the northwest, right? That's the direction that, that, that uh, Oregon and Washington and Idaho – and those things. You know how long it took me to decide where Idaho and Iowa were? By the way, I know now, okay? I've got it mostly figured out. Iowa is kind of near here. You know, it's like uh, by Ohio, which kind of makes sense when you're talking about vowels. Look, <laughs> don't try it. There's three vowels in each, okay? And one consonant. So so you can't tell me I'm wrong there. Um, and then Idaho's out there where you can go, I don't know, is Idaho. And I don't know, that's, that's all the bad jokes I got for now, but I'm going to get more uh, as we go into this episode, I can guarantee you that. So, yeah, so I, I had this conversation with Scott Roselle, um, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, because uh, that's usually the way it goes, I don't know, I don't I don't know a lot of things, as you can find out in every intro of Getting It Out podcast, I'll tell you how many things I don't know, and I'll very rarely confidently tell you something, but I can tell you, confidently, that I had a nice conversation with Scott and the sterile prayer record that we are talking about. Um, accepting the new normal is awesome, and uh, you might enjoy it too, or you might not because it's noise and it's a, it's a tough it's a tough genre to get to sell people on if you're not into it. So, uh, you know, whatever, just buckle up, tuck your tuck your tuck your shoes in, tuck your shoes in. I don't know. I guess you want to have your shoes tucked in. You need a pair of boot cut jeans to go over your shoes. You know. You know, I'm, I, wait, I was going to tell you something about my shoes, but I'm getting way off track. Let's let's do this stupid rap intro that I'm still stuck on. By the way, um, still waiting to hear back on my revised intro. Haven't heard. I, I did reach out. I finally reached out and tried to get. I tried to pay somebody to do me a new intro. It hasn't happened yet, but you know, don't don't give up hope. We could we could get there one day. All right. So bear with me until a magical new uh, getting it out podcast intro falls from the sky. You're stuck with this one. Dark Satellite Media. You know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling. But there's something more. There's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast. It's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. 
think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly was I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax when I realized a podcast needs a rap. It sound way better with they thought back, but I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. For big hoes of shit on rumble strips. Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is. So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? My Bon Scott's lives the hard rock life. Singing on the streets underneath the lights. I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old bike on ice and like cops have a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it Okay, so here we are, episode 121. Um, it's uh, I'm recording this a little earlier than I usually do, only a, literally one day earlier than usual. You know why? Because I got to finish watching uh, Harry Potter with my family tomorrow, and that's 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 real. I got to finish watching Harry Potter with my family tomorrow. Um, we've we've watched all the Harry Potter movies so far, and uh, you know I fell asleep for about half of the first part of seven. But we got to finish it up tomorrow. My daughter has been with us every week, or every other week, I should say, for the last, well, since this this, this quarantining, whatever the fuck it's called. No, not quarantine, social distancing, whatever. This trapped in your house stuff started. Uh, she's been with us every other weekend as opposed to, uh, or every other week as opposed to every weekend. Um, still a lot, a lot. So so we already had a lot, now I have a lot more. And one of the things we've been doing is trying to watch the Harry Potter movies. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, but it takes a while because... You know, she's six, so we got to put her to bed kind of early. So these movies are like two and a half hours long. So it takes like two days to watch one movie, but we rent them. So you got to watch them within like 48 hours or they fucking explode, right? They're like Mission Impossible movies. Uh, so so it takes, like I said, two days to watch a movie. Um, usually I fall asleep for the second half, the second day of the movie. It's just the way it works, and that's what happened. This time, though, it was the first half of the movie, which is good. Wait, well, it was the first... It was the third. It was the second quarter, I guess, because Harry Potter seven is two movies, which doesn't really make much sense. Why can't we just call it seven and eight? But uh, Harry Potter seven is two movies. Is part one and part two. Um, I, I was awake for the first quarter, the first half of part one. So I'm gonna say the first quarter of part seven. <laughs> you got me. You know what I'm saying? All right. And then uh, for this for the second part of part seven, of part one of part seven. God damn it, I fell asleep for the whole thing, all right? So tomorrow I need to be able to watch it. So that's why, that is my long explanation of why I'm recording this podcast one day earlier that you will never notice because I don't tell you usually when I'm recording the fucking podcast. And this is just all wasted, 
wasted shit you're listening to. And, you know, I kind of pride myself on that sometimes, that I, that I have people that willingly will listen to my bullshit about nothing for several minutes at best. You know, that's just a feather in the cap. Or what do I like to say? Raccoon cock in the cap. We've been over this before. Raccoons have bones in their penises, and raccoon hunters uh, like to put them in their hat. And that's a true fact. Uh, you can look that up somewhere. I'm sure somebody will back me up on this. Uh, try Google. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, but uh, anyway, so so yeah, so I'm doing this on Wednesday, and I just looked. I looked in, and uh, there's a there's a UFC fight on right now. And I gotta tell you, and I might have mentioned this in the past, but I doubt it. Um, I used to be huge into UFC, huge into MMA. Uh, I had it's a gigantic. MMA DVD collection, which at this point I think I've sold most of it. I still probably have some boxes in the garage uh, with old Pride DVDs, King of the Cage, old UFC stuff. But uh, but I've, 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 I've like entirely moved on uh, from from being uh, involved or paying attention to any of it. And I just saw there was a fight tonight, and I can't believe the names that I'm seeing on the cards. And if you don't pay attention to this shit, you're not going to care. But the fact that Andre Arlovsky is still fighting, Andre Arlovsky is fighting tonight. Um, and he's at this point 28 and 19. There was a time when Andrei Arlovsky was this horrifying, hairy Belarusian uh, with a, with a fang mouth guard, and uh, I don't know why because he he I mean looking back on it, he really wasn't that good. He just kind of beat Tim Sylvia a couple times, and uh, maybe Paul Buentello. But uh, you, you, wait, was that Paul? Bu- I think it was. I think it was Arlovsky Paul Buentello when uh, Arlovsky knocked him out in. Um, it was like seconds, and it looked like they just fell on top of each other. Anyway, and there was that who was that other guy back back in that era, Justin Eilers, who I think eventually got murdered by his by his father-in-law. Anyway, going off weird things, Arlovsky's still fighting. All right, I'm talking about fights uh, years ago, and he sucks now. He gets knocked out by everybody. He gets knocked out by feathers, uh, but they're still letting him fight. So uh, clearly, you know, I don't know. He needs to quarantine his ass in in a, in a padded cell. That guy's gonna be so fucking so fucking. Uh, what do they call him? Uh, punch drunk by the time he retires um i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen for him but uh, hey that weird weird thing about arlovsky though the guy the guy likes bands like madball you know you see him wearing a madball shirt every now and then he seems to be a little bit in touch with hardcore which is uh weird but cool but you know so i feel bad saying those na- nasty things about arlovsky i hope he wins tonight hope he proves me wrong um Another thing with uh, with heavyweight fighters, I see Ben Rothwell. He's still around somehow too. I remember watching him in the IFL. The IFL was this awful fight league. It was called International Fight League. I used to have a sticker for it in the back of my car, and I used to have a sticker for the team, the Los Angeles Anacondas. And that was only because Boss Rutten was their coach before Sean Tompkins took over. Sean, Sean Tompkins is dead, um, but every, everybody's dead. Everybody that I'm talking about now is dead, apparently, except for these two heavyweights that are still somehow fighting, and they're going to lose. But Rothwell's fighting Ovin St. Pro. Ovin St. Prue, he he's he's not a heavyweight, but somehow he's going to fight at 240 pounds tonight. Uh, whatever, I don't know. So what else do we need to know? Glover Teixeira is headlining. Uh, Glover Teixeira, he's still fucking fighting too. Glover Teixeira, back back when was uh, was known as like the guy who beat who the fuck did he beat? Who was the, somebody had like one loss to Glover? Maybe it was Machida. Maybe I don't I don't know who it was. But when, like when somebody was in their prime, it was like they had this one loss to Glover Teixeira, and uh, he had some really good fights, and he looked like he was gonna make it, and then John Jones uh, beat him into the ground like he does everything, and uh, and. And yeah, and but he's still hanging on. I, one time I watched Alexander Gustafsson beat him up in Sweden, and it was awesome. It was a wonderful performance, a really cool. Like I know that like, people can't really appreciate um, fight sports if you don't like them, but 
something about the way that uh, that performance went from Gustafsson was was pretty impeccable. And if you can find that fight, go back and watch it. It's it's pretty awesome to see. Anyway, I, like so now, people who don't care about either of the things that I talked about, Harry Potter or uh, or fighting, man, I'm glad you're still here. You're a trooper. As I mentioned in the intro, I got Scott Rosell on this one. Again, might be saying his last name wrong, but that's all right. I'm pretty sure I got the Scott part right, so um, so that's good. He, <laughs> we had a cool conversation. Um, he's got a pretty cool musical history. Um, he's been in uh, Scatterbox, which is a cool punk band out of the Northwest. Uh, he did, does this, Sterile Prayer, of course. He uh, owns and operates Black House Records, which you might have heard a couple of uh, past guests for, from Black House. You had, uh, we had uh, The Accused AD on and uh, Waste of Breath this year. Um, so he, he, he runs that shit, keeps that going. And uh, like I said, does Sterile Prayer. And he did, uh, what was the other thing, Moral Crux maybe? Am I getting that right? I don't know. But uh, but anyway, he's a, he's a really cool guy. And uh, sometimes you know, I talk to people on here that I uh, find myself... Uh, very happy that we we came across each other. Well, you know, because I do a lot of conversations, right? Uh, several times a week, I talk to people that I don't know uh, through this, and you know, sometimes they're clunky and boring, and sometimes they're interesting, and, uh, and and not just interesting, but you know, it seems it seems to go well, and it seems to you know be a good time. And uh, with Scott was Scott was like that. I, I enjoyed speaking with him. Uh, we talked a little bit since, and uh, uh, g- glad to be putting out this episode with a Scott in Sterile Prayer. And um, yeah, so, that, so that's it. So let's play a song or a track. I don't know. Do we call these things songs? I might have said that to him, but I don't know. Let's, let's, play, a, let's play a track from uh, Accepting the New Normal. This one is, is, is the one that we probably talked about the most. It's called Backward Infinite, and it features uh, Eugene Robertson, who uh, you might know from a lot of things, maybe uh, probably mostly Oxbow. But uh, yeah, check this out, and if you uh, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, I suggest you still go to YouTube and check out the video for this, which is pretty cool. And uh, the whole thing's uh, pretty unnerving. So if you if you don't know what noise is, uh, here it is, and it's uh, it's might be a little unsettling, but uh, you also might be a pussy. So here you go. Let's get into this. Hey. 
Scott, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. Ah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry for the back and forth. Oh, it's uh, all right. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, well, th- thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, I know uh, one of the bands on the label uh, that I run. They uh, they just had a an interview with you not too long ago. It was the Waste of Breath guys? Yeah. On there. Yeah, and, and uh, I didn't know you run Black House. Yeah, yeah, that's um, kind of a thing that uh, turned into more than what I expected it to be um, yeah. about 20 years ago. <laughs> well, it's, and, uh, I, I actually had on, not only did I have on Waste of Breath, I had on, uh, oh shit, what's his name, um, from Accused, um, fuck, Blaine. Oh, Blaine? Blaine? Yeah, Blaine came on about a year ago, probably. And so, so yeah, yeah. So you're, the, you're the third Black House band musician whatever we want to call you to uh yeah to we're uh, we're we're taking over we're we're out there <laughs> <laughs> no well, i mean it, it it all just kind of started as a hobby thing and then um yeah i mean just over the years it's like just kind of morphed into more and more and now it's now it's like a full-blown i mean like i it, it's kind of scaled back a little bit like this year there's only four or five releases scheduled um as opposed to the previous year where there was like 12 or 13. And then in 2018, there was 22 different releases yeah. that came out that year. That's, it's just, yeah, it, it, it got crazy. I had to, I had to slow it down a little bit. I, that, that, that is a lot. And I've, um, I've had, unlike most people, I've actually had quite a bit of insight on the, the label game. Uh, a good friend of mine, used to run uh, a 389 records and I don't know oh yeah know. yeah so uh so dom, my friend dom he used to run a 389 records he's put it to bed since but i remember at, at one point i want to say like 2012 2012 2013 somewhere around there um i remember he put out it was something like 30 releases in the year and and they were yeah. all done by him and people coming over to his house to help or we would go to this uh storage you know storage place and and yeah. that's and it, it was a fucking lot of work and uh, you know, yeah, just even just even just folding seven inch covers you know and, right and I don't think people people who haven't seen how much how much dumb shit you got to do just to get a record out the door how much how much right. time and, and energy it takes so I, I well not only well not only that it's just like everything from you know the you know the final production to like manufacturing and then and then you know marketing and 
promo and getting it into stores and distribution. It's like by the time the year's over, it's enough to make you want to check yourself in, you know, to a, a psych ward. Fucking, <laughs> it, it, it can drive you insane. I, I mean, I, I literally had to pull back because it was starting to like affect my family and like my home yeah. life. It was, yeah. Yeah, I, a lot. I believe it. Like I said, my only my only insight is from that. But I, but I was really I was really close to it. So I was I was there frequently, and uh, and it was it was just a lot. And yeah, I can I I totally see. And for those who who don't know, uh, take take your word for it, or take anybody. You know, it's 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 a lot of fucking work. So so the fact that you're even that you're not that you're still doing it. How many years now? Twenty. Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be twenty years um, next year uh, in June. So nineteen, getting pretty close. So. Oh, that's pre- and you've you've got a pretty diverse discography on there, right? Yeah, um, I mean it, it. It originally just started out as kind of like a um, a way to it, we were booking shows in the area, just you know local punk rock shows, and it became kind of a, a just a branding name to to put on uh, on CDs that that my first band, like my band was like putting out at the time. Uh, played drums in a band called scatterbox yeah and uh and we were putting out records at the time and we didn't really um you know we didn't really know anybody as far as like labels went and we didn't really want to wait and see you know what would happen so we were just like fuck it let's just you know put it out ourselves and came up with a name and started putting it on flyers and stuff and locally people started to kind of recognize it and then um put out a couple things by a couple friends bands and then it just kind of gained momentum from there. And, uh, I ended up working for the band neurosis for a while. Uh, and I worked as a label assistant and a a kind of a warehouse guy, um, at neurot recordings. And along the way in between like then and there, I had joined moral crux, uh, who was on lookout at the time uh, to play drums for them as well. And just kind of those two things, I, I kind of wound up meeting a lot of people along, along the way that, you know, I'm still friends with to this day and I've worked with and, and all that, like such as, you know, Eugene from Oxbow, uh, you know, and I ended up really releasing a, a spoken word compilation that he had put out on his label back in the 80s. Um, they've been out of print for a while. I didn't ever, it had never been released on CD and uh, I I asked him, you know, hey, how do you feel about re- reissuing this? And he was all for it. And that was kind of the first, that was the first release that, that got, you know, like full on national attention, like Vice was right. emailing, asking to write pieces about it. <laughs> and uh, which was kind of crazy to me because, you know, here I am just sitting outside the Spokane area, you know, just running this out of a garage. Right. So, um but yeah, and then it kind of uh, it kind of took a break for a couple of years after there was a kind of a falling out with one of our distributors that um, kind of went under. It was, they were it was the Lorda, uh, Mortem Lumberjack group, uh, and then um, yeah, like a buddy of mine turned me on to uh, Slug Christ, and yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of went from there. Like we started putting out a bunch of weird trap stuff and grindcore bands and noise and hip-hop and then i met rascast and we've been i mean we're working on like a new release for him now too and yeah it's pretty cool it's kind of fun to just be able to put out pretty much whatever i want and 
whatever whatever I like. You know, I don't really care if other people like it. I like it. And hopefully, other people do too. Yeah, that's to me. That's like the to me. That's like the if if you could if you could actually actually make money off of that and make a like <laughs> make it lucrative. That would be what I would want to do. Like you know, because like I I get to do something similar here. It's there's there's no money to be made doing this, but I get to talk or have people on and talk to musicians and bands and promote stuff to people that I don't ever see just like at my own, at my own leisure. And I choose what, what I put on. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing is like, as long as you love doing what you're doing, it's, you know, it's fun. It, it never really becomes like grueling work. Right. Uh, you know, unless, unless you, you know, you bite off more than you can chew, I guess. Like if you, put too much on the plate then i guess then i guess it's pain in the ass but then it's still kind of a labor of love you know so yeah the, the only yeah. times the only times where i end up uh in uh, not not enjoying it is when i when i can't get the 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 this i call this a hobby you know this is totally just a hobby and family things when those two things start to clash when i got too many interviews lined up and i you know not getting the time in with the family then it uh then it becomes yeah. a stressful you know bullshit Absolutely. But, but whatever it, it all usually balances out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but hey what that we, we went off about a bunch of stuff but that's not even predominantly what we're supposed to be talking about here we'll talk about your, your project sterile prayer um yeah which you just put out a record called accepting the new normal that came out on the 24th of april right so it's been out for for sure. a couple weeks yeah yeah it's uh it's been out about yeah two three weeks um by the days kind of melt together since this thing came out. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been something I've been, I, I, I've been working on, on just electronic kind of weird noisy stuff for years. And, uh, I never really had given any of it a name. Um, and it was just kind of like in my off time and I'd never really released anything until, you know, I started really, buckling down on like some stuff that I had worked on starting. Well, it all kind of began. I mean, as far as like this album itself started, I started work really like working on it about a year and a half, two years ago. And, uh, I just kind of did it in my off time until it, it kind of hit me about four or five songs in, you know, after I'd finished these things, I'd shown them to a few friends and I was thinking, geez, I, I might as well just, actually take a shot at releasing something to the public and like seeing if anybody really gives a shit. And, uh, and then miraculously enough, people did like flood Christ wanted to get involved. And, and then I, you know, I talked to Blake from pig destroyer and, and, you know, Eugene and all those guys. And I sent them tracks and just said, you know, Hey, this is some stuff I'm working on. Would you guys want to, you know, either make noise over it, add layers to it, uh, get involved in some way and they were all all for it I mean and I was kind of shocked because I was I, I'm really self-critical about that kind of stuff I was worried that I would you know you always have that second guess where you're going to send things to people and they're going to listen to it especially this kind of stuff being so far off the off the grid you know right people just be like what the fuck is this you know and the, and then you never get an email back or whatever or a phone call or and, uh, no, it was really cool. Like it was almost immediate. Like everybody was really receptive to it. And, um, I'm really happy about that. And so far, like 
the reaction is not even, I, I didn't expect, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it to do, do as well as it is doing right now, as far as like people seeming to like it. So pretty cool. That is cool. And especially, like you said, this is like noise is a, is totally, <laughs> I mean, most people have no idea what it is. And when you explain to people what it is, it's actually exactly what it sounds like, but I don't know, but th- there is a, like, I've been really critical of the genre before, um, in the past, I've grown to accept and like a, a good bit of it, but for a while there, I mean, it was, it was just too far out there f- for me, you know, it, 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 somebody yeah. who's, who's into, who's, who likes grindcore and punk rock and hardcore and heavy metal, like, I would hear noise shit and I just thought it was like, sounded like somebody vacuuming change, you know, like, right, right. And then, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny too because I mean, on some noise records, you probably actually find samples of people yeah. vacuuming change. Right. So, <laughs> well, that's but, that's, um, that's kind of the funny thing about it is like so. So how I don't know how we how we gauge what is good and what isn't, but there's, but it's but obviously there's a, there's a bar like you can't just just pound on some bullshit and you know have it accepted yeah. as 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 uh, whatever you know valid so um well i mean some of that some of that is out there i mean right. uh, you <laughs> yeah. know as you dig around but i don't know it's kind of weird like i didn't um i mean there is i have a you know i have a bunch of stuff saved on hard drives you know that i've recorded over the years that you know i i did rifle through even older stuff that wasn't more current that i had finished up and i I, I did shelve a lot of it because it was just, I, I didn't really, it was kind of hard because I, I didn't want it to just come across as a completely wall to wall, harsh noise record. Yeah. Um, as it's kind of a first thing out the gate, even though I have a lot of that made too. Um, I, I kind of wanted it to, to carry some sort of a rhythm here and there and have a tone to it. And, uh, I, I was, I, I spent a lot of time trying to decide what, what to end up, you know, ultimately using on the record. And I'm, I mean, I'm happy with the way it, it turned out. Um, but it, that wasn't, yeah, it was definitely, it was the, the goal wasn't to just have it just be a blast of pure noise, you know, right yeah. out the gate. So it kind of worked out that there was some, there's some rhythm in there here and there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And is this, is this you know, other than the, the guests you have, is this a solo thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all the other stuff is. I mean, with the the exception of you know the appearances yeah. of the you know you know Eugene and all those guys. Yeah, it's it's just myself. So, well, that's what I thought. But um, the um, the, you talked a little bit about the the appearances and like you said, you got Eugene Robinson, who uh, is kind of a fascinating guy. You know, I I think it was earlier this year. I think it was an old article, but No Echo had up a long article about Eugene that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so and you said you came and you you met him years ago though. Yeah, I met Eugene. Um, <laughs> so, so I met Eugene working at Neurot Recordings. Uh, yeah. Oxbow was on Neurot at the time. It, this was a, this was right around the time they had put out the album "An Evil Heat," and they were about to make the transition to Hydrahead uh, for their next record and. And I was kind of bummed, you know, because I really liked him. Um, I, I had never really heard Oxbow before working at Neurot. 
And when I heard that album, it just kind of, my head exploded. I couldn't believe, like, I was like, what is this? And I mean, it, it changed a lot of stuff for me. And I, I mean, I, I mentioned that actually in some other piece that I'd written for No Echo about some influential stuff that I had heard over the years. And Yeah, I saw that, um, yeah. Never really approached Eugene, you know, as, you know, an employee working there in, in, in any real fashion until one day, uh, an email popped up in our inbox one day when I was working that was from him. And it literally had two words in the email and that's all it said. It said statement, please. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was Eugene, you know, kind of, in a nutshell is like, that was my first introduction to him is like, I needed, you know, that was on me to kind of reply to that and retrieve it. And then from there, it just kind of went from there. I, uh, he used to run a website, uh, called skull game. Um, I did a little bit of writing for that site for him. Uh, just as we, we got to know each other a little more. Um, and yeah, it was, it was bizarre. It was just, it just kind of turned into talking more with him and we had some stuff in common. And I, I asked him about, you know, I, I, I was seeking some advice about some fitness related stuff and some MMA fighting, uh, related things that he was really, I mean, he's always been pretty involved in that world. Yeah. Um, you know, having written a book about it even, uh, and you know, it just kind of turned, it kind of went from there. And then when I decided to kind of take more of a crack at black house, uh, you know, doing more on a national level, um, you know, I asked him about that and then, it just kind of has kind of turned into this, this long lasting, you know, working friendship slash relationship that, um, you know, has, has, you know, he's done a record on black house with, um, you know, Philip. Uh, and then I actually just finished designing the new Oxbow shirts that I am silk screening for the band, uh, later this weekend <laughs> that is getting shipped off, uh, to their web store here pretty soon. And, yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, he, you know, all, all things aside, it's like you look at, you look at the guy on stage and, and what you know of him on the surface. And he's, uh, you know, he's a very real dude. I mean, he's, uh, he's not really one for bullshit and, uh, yeah. he's, he's incredibly smart. The guy's extremely gifted and, uh, you know, he, he, um, he's got it, it, just the, his view on, on music in general and just, life in general is just go out, do it, you know, do, do as much as you can and, uh, and do the best you can. And he's a, he's a great guy. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, and I can't, and I think there's a, there's something to that with people, people like him and honestly, people like yourself too, that, that are, that are willing to try and do these things. Like you mentioned, you, 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 I mean, give yourself a little credit. You do it. You play drums in all these bands. You decide to start a label. Now you decide to do this sterile prayer project. You've been a part of all sorts of things. Um, but, but Thanks, yeah, but, but then like, you know, I think there's a, there's a, an odd common thing that this type of, I don't know what we call it. Do we call us music? Do we, this type of music, draws like you know the eccentric but still productive people and I don't, I don't i don't know if that makes any kind of sense but it's it's a very strange thing i think yeah it, <laughs> um i i i think it's more uh for me it's it's more add i i've uh i grew up with adhd and uh, as a kid and i i still kind of 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's just I'm, I'm I constantly have to be doing something, um, and I don't know why. Like, I really can't explain it outside of if I if I don't uh, if I'm sitting still, like I I go crazy. Like yeah. I can't I can't not be doing something at all times. Like, um, and it it, it kind of works against me sometimes, you know, in the in the work sense. Uh, just cause I, I will put too much on my plate and, but, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like the, the, the kind of crowd that, you know, some of these shows draw and like some of the performances and, and the records and like the people who follow you on like, in, you know, social media, they're, they're all really great. They're super supportive and, and they, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're all, I mean, they, it's, it's, it's definitely a niche thing. And I know, I, I understand the obscurity behind it. Um, and I, but I mean, it's, it's just kind of the more you, you immerse yourself into it over the years, it just kind of becomes normal. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like well, it's, it's, it's weird to everybody else who's not, you know, but then once you spend all day listening to like prurient records and <laughs> not working on label shit all day, it's like, it just kind of becomes a normal thing. That's, but, yeah, it's funny. That's like, I, I experienced that a lot, the, the other side, the other side of the perspective a lot with, uh, with my wife since we've been um stuck at home for now like eight weeks or something seven weeks whatever we're both, yeah we're, we're how, both, you, how are you guys doing we're doing all right. we're doing all right we, we we're working literally right beside each other we got our desks right beside each other and it's been i've taken i <laughs> i kind of took the horns with this is going to be our opportunity to listen to my entire record collection so <laughs> nice <laughs> she's been a very much a trooper about so so i've printed out a spreadsheet that I, already, oh, that, I, that I already had made of all my records because, you know, that's just one of those weird things. And and then just put a listen date. So now I won't repeat a record. So we've been <laughs> listening to a new record, you know, new records every day for whatever, eight, eight weeks. So she's listening to all my garbage, you know. All, oh, man, <laughs> that's killer. You know, so. Um, oh, but it's, dude. But it's my, wife would, my wife would never do that. There's no way. <laughs> Not well, in a million years. Well, she, like I said, she's 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 up for it. I love her for it. But the funny thing is, what I was getting to is that you know, like I'll put in uh, what was on today. I was listening to like an Integrity record today, and you know, she's just like you know, she always makes fun of the voice, and I lo- I think it's hilarious when she does like the screaming yeah. thing. And she, but she always asks like, "Can you actually understand what these people are saying?" I'm like, yeah, I can. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how yep. I can. But you can put something on, and I can listen to it and be like, "Yeah, that guy just said this." You know, yeah, and so, so yeah, and you well, you get used to it. It's like you get a refined palate for it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your ear, like starts to tune into it over the years, and yeah, you just figure it out. Yeah, and it becomes a weird, like you're saying, normal thing, where it's it's totally <laughs> not normal. But <laughs> you know, I can listen to a guy scream his brain out and figure out what he's saying pretty easily. Exactly. Like so. That's yeah. Exactly. It's normal for you. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my wife is super supportive. Uh, it's just funny because it's like we'll be in the car and she's, you know, I think uh, she hears so much music as it is. It's like even when we're in the car together, she, you know, she kills the stereo like immediately. <laughs> like it's, she's like, I like this. I want the sound of silence. Like, yeah. And so I get it though because she, I mean, she hears what I work on like. <laughs> she's right. she's pretty cool about it. So, well, when you work on these things, how do you how do you like? I mean, how do you decide where to start when you're recording this stuff? 
honestly, I, I start with everything hooked up. Um, I'll, I'll pretty much get out like all the gear that I have and I have it all on a giant desk. Um, and it's run through a bunch of, you know, modulators and, and some interface stuff. And then I've got two laptops set up and I will literally just toy around with sounds until I find a tone that just, I, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Like it, it just, it, it'll be some sort of a sound that'll just grab me and, and I'll, I'll let it just ring out for a really long time and I'll kind of study it and just see if it, if it, if it just feels right, I guess. And then I, I just kind of work off that. Um, you know, I mean, that, that may not be the whole, you know, I, that whatever that sound is, it won't necessarily always be hooked to the, like the full duration of a song or whatever it is I'm working on. Right. Um, but it usually just usually will start with a tone or some sort of sound that comes from, you know, a smattering of just all this bullshit I've got set up, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, and I don't, I, it's not a matter of like just trying to make a, a harsh, sound for the, the sake of a harsh sound. I mean, cause sometimes it's just something as simple as like a low sounding bass tone. Yeah. One note, like one single note, um, that I'll just, I'll run it for as a loop for like eight to 10 minutes and then see if there's anything I can add to it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, I just, I delete it all. I trash it and I start over. Um, yeah, it's kind of not, I mean, there's no real form to it. It's just, if, if something sounds cool, I'll start working on it. I mean, uh, the other day, um, I was actually just, uh, I was on my way to the post office just to drop off a bunch of mail order for the label. And uh, I passed a like a construction site and, um, you know, there was a, you know, the guy with the, the sign holding the stop sign, you know, yeah. directing traffic. And I was held up and there was some sort of, uh, you know, it wasn't like a bulldozer. I can't remember what it was, but it was some sort of earth moving machine. Um, and they were making rotations back and forth, uh, on some hill, like on the side, I think they're building like an overpass near where I was. And, uh, the sound of it alone, just kind of that repetitive rhythm of it, um, if I could have, I would have absolutely recorded it because it would have made for a really killer bass line, like beat that could have been used for, you know, uh, something new. Um, and that's, what's kind of hard is like, sometimes I find that stuff just out and about and I can't capture it, but then I'll try to go home and emulate it. And I, it, it makes it really tough because you can't really get it exact. Right. Every can't time. Recreate it. Yeah. That's, well, that's yeah. interesting in that you're listening, you're listening. Well, I don't know if you're actively listening, but did you hear those things while you're out doing stuff, especially after you encounter one of those pompous sign turning construction workers? I hate those fucking guys. Why do they act like, right. they got, <laughs> why, why do they act like they got so much authority? It just, and, and you at know, least, they, at least, well, cause they get paid like what, 50 bucks an hour to hold those signs. Yeah. But do you know how like the, they start, like they're like, <laughs> they turn the sign to go and then they start waving their arm. Like the arm movement is totally unnecessary, yet they do it anyway. And they act like they make you feel like you're taking too long. They should just, you know, just right. turn, just turn the sign. 
That's yeah. What anyway. like as if, if they're waving you through as if they're just assuming you can't read. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> assholes. <They're> right. <laughs> but um, so so I, I was listening. I I was out running the other day, and uh, I forget what I was listening to. It's probably something ridiculous. But I was listening, to, and and, and mid run, I saw an email from Jerry right about ha- talking to you. So I was like, okay, yeah. I, I listened to this, but I need to listen to it more. Um. And so I put it on while I was running, which that was a terrible mistake. Uh, I, so I put on your record <laughs> while I'm running, and it just sounds – it was like someone, you know, roped a weight around my heart and started hanging there. Like, like this is <laughs> – like, is this a – like, I mean, it's a, it's heavy – it's heavy music. And I, 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 I assume you know what, what I mean when I use that word. Like, it's a the, – the, the tone and the feeling of – of sterile prayer is uh I, ominous i don't know it's uh it's most mostly not all of it but it's you know it has that it's it's a very thick feeling for you is this is is this a cathartic experience when you when you make this yeah um absolutely uh you know i mean generally day to day i mean i'm a pretty I'm not a super social guy. I used to be. I used to be a lot more uh, just over the years and playing bands like I, you know, I spent a lot more time just interacting with people in general. Um and then, you know, I had a you know, I had a, a pretty long-lasting career in in a kind of an upper management thing uh as a day job um that kind of required me to be uh putting on kind of like a, a front, right? Um, yeah. And, and being a mouthpiece for a, a larger company that really didn't align with things that I agreed with. And I kind of had to bow down to that and, and make a lot of choices and, and say a lot of things that and go with a lot of things that I didn't really agree with um, that I thought were just wrong, you know? Um and, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people in their lives can relate when I say that I've done things and made decisions in my past that I'm not proud of and uh, not happy with. But, um, you know, you, you all you can do is kind of learn from it and, and try to grow as a person, I guess. Sure. Um, the music part of it for me is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of texture there. Um, there's a lot of, of stuff. I, I, I feel like the, the, to me, I guess all, all I'm trying to say is that if anything, that music, uh, tries to represent, I guess, in sound, a lot of things that are kind of going on in my head, I guess, um, as far as, you know, years of, of, you know, self-abuse, years of depression, um, anxiety issues, attention deficit problems, you know, trying to just keep it together, getting overwhelmed when there's too much on your plate, when there's too much to do in the day. Uh, and just the sadness that it can kind of bring with it sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I mean, especially right now, and it's really weird too, because, and I was talking to Jerry about this and some friends also, um, the title of the record was not intended to be a, a play on what's going on right now. 
Um, and a lot of people have asked me that. Yeah. It's, it's weird because well, I, don't wanna, I came up with. Sorry, can I just say something? I don't want to interrupt you, but, but, uh, yeah, the whole, the, I, I didn't think so, but the, the whole, the name sterile prayer and the name of the, the record are incredibly topical with <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, I, I don't know. I, I, it's purely coincidence. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I came up with the name for the record. I titled the record back in like, God, like August or September of last year. Um, and the sterile prayer name, I've been hanging on to that one for, you know, well over a year and it just kind of, it worked and God, it was, it, everything was, was done. And, uh, I had just gotten the masters back from Scott Hall and I was getting ready to press the vinyl and have the CDs run and the cassettes and everything and, and just get ready for it. And, uh, and then all of a sudden all this shit happened with, you know, people dying, <laughs> Yeah, you know, this, this crazy virus that that's just kind of taken over and it's got people fucking scared, you know, myself included, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I worry about it, especially, you know, I, I even, you know, I was, messaging jerry even or just calling him emailing him asking you know hey how's everything going over there because he lives in the new york area and you know you you see everything on the news and it's you know you try to take everything with a grain of salt especially with what's on the news half the time but right um you know at the end of the at the end of the day i mean this is all very real shit and everything around me even and I, i'm i'm in i live in a state that's not really nearly as affected as as others and uh shit has definitely changed i mean even here so um i think there's some folks that can probably uh, i mean maybe they can relate to it um but i mean that wasn't the the you know that wasn't the premise of the actual album and why uh, you know it wasn't to comment on a pandemic but um i guess you i guess it it could it could also touch on that too i mean for me personally what's going on right now definitely does not help, uh, you know, depression and, and things that, that people, you know, demons that people, you know, kind of fight every day. I'm sure it probably not. makes it a lot harder. And I mean, there's people out there suffering. There's people that are really struggling uh, and it's not just in the U S it's everywhere. And it's, uh, you know, hopefully it gets better, uh, you know, sooner than later. Um, but, yeah, I mean that that's it's heavy shit. And I mean if this if this if this record I mean I would hope that it could be some catharsis for other people um as well. But for me that that was the gist of it is like I that that what what I'm making is the kind of music I've been wanting to make for a very long time because I think it it just kind of helps. It helps me feel better when it's done. Well, good. I mean, that's about as 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 much as you could hope for, right? Other than uh, yeah, other than several million dollars. But you know that you start <laughs> start start with start with feeling good, and you know, go from there. Because I don't th- I don't think a lot of people do get to put out the music that they really love. I think, I think a lot of people fake it and uh, just put out what they think other people want to hear. So, um, oh man, there's so much of that. Yeah, so much of that. Like you, you don't even have to look for it. There's so many <laughs> bands that they're just, you know, they're they're riding whatever tide, you know, like 
man, I don't even <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> I don't. Well, I won't. I won't. But uh, so so a couple more of those. Wrap this thing up with. with 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 sterile prayer, is there any? Can you do anything live, or are you going to do anything live with sterile prayer? Um, that's actually something that uh, I'm working on right now. Um, yeah, I, there there is some some stuff in the works. Uh, I've got a couple things planned. Um, one of them, it's kind of weird though, because one is actually just going to be something that's going to be live streamed. Obviously, because of what's yeah happening right now. I mean, you can't find a venue open to save your life. No. Uh, and if you could, nobody but, can go. Uh, a lot of it is going to, I mean, whether whether on stage or, you know, like in live setting or on a on some sort of a live stream setting, um, it, it's it's mostly going to involve a lot of visuals, uh, you know, with a projection um, along with, you know, some, it, it, there's going to be more to it than just, you know, me at a table with a bunch of machines right. trying to, you know, rep, replicate what I've been doing um but uh but yeah there's there's some stuff that i'm i'm working through right now and i've i've got a lot of stuff already kind of put together it's just a matter of like executing it and just trying to pick a date and a time and when the time's right i'll 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 make it happen so well that's that's i bet that's about what i expected and the the, and i've seen a couple acts uh what shit what was the what was the band that uh fuck Mike from I Hate God and uh, Bruce Lamont, they all did this. Uh, um, what was that? What the fuck was that called? Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Think, yeah, kind of. Um, I can think of the logo, but I can't think of what they with. Somebody from Neurosis was in it. Um, are you? Is it Correction South? Yes, yes. All right. So, so not not the same, not exactly the same thing. But I was. But uh, yeah, there was. Um, I saw I saw them when they did I think the only tour that I can think of they did but they I saw them in Baltimore and uh, there was these bands that bands whatever guys that opened for them that that are do were doing what you were talking about and I had the thought while watching them is that if it weren't for this visual shit this would be so awful and boring so right so like right. I, so yeah I, I think I think what you're talking about in that approach is very important to this type well, of well and that's the thing is like you kind of need it i mean i hate to say that but i mean man like i gotta be honest like even just going to see like like in the i remember like going to see djs even just you know like rave guys yeah years ago and it was just like fuck man like you're killing me like it's just <laughs> you can only do so much just standing behind the deck you know and like yeah. you know raising the roof and like throwing your <laughs> arms up and like silly you know spraying silly string and fucking beach balls on the crowd and shit i just i don't i mean none of that's my scene anyway but still right. it's like i mean if if anything i'd like to at least have something visually stimulating other than you know like because i'm definitely not going to be like in any capacity whatsoever right. <laughs> on a stage so i would rather have something cool for them to look at maybe that would coincide with the music and try to you know get an experience out of it if nothing else so well, I'm confident you can you can come up with something. You seem to be a pretty fucking uh, creative guy and uh, pretty self sufficient too. Able to knock a lot of this shit out. It's pretty impressive. No, thanks, man. <laughs> I'm trying. We'll right, see what happens. I guess you're doing a good job, and I think uh, I think people should check out this record. Um, it's it's I don't I don't know I I don't know how how okay. So here's here's what I want to ask you at the end here. Assume you're talking to 
somebody you don't I don't know somebody who has no idea how do you explain what sterile prayer is to like you know a passerby how do you sell this to somebody who's not that you would want to but you know to how do you explain what you're doing here uh, I would <laughs> I would say well um, it, uh, you may like it you may not but <laughs> if you here's a CD if you don't like it at least it's a decent beer coaster. <laughs> Um, there you go. I know. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I mean, I like. I've even tried to explain it to my parents, and, and <laughs> you know, you know, and they they've they've listened to it, and it's funny because they've actually opened their minds quite a bit. Because I mean, for years playing in punk bands, they were like, "Oh, when are you going to write songs that we can listen to and all that?" But um, they seem to they seem to be pretty intrigued by the record, and that's you know that's progress for sure. Um, but I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess I just tell them it's 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 just experimental music. I can't really, I can't really tell you. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't really know if I guess it would fall into a genre. Maybe it, I guess it'd be more on the industrial metal side, so to speak. Uh, you know, and 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 hopefully you would like it. You know. Well, it's kind of a trick question. There's no great way to explain this. So, but but I think that's what makes it interesting, and I think you've done a cool beer, thing here. Beer coaster, yeah. <laughs> beer coaster is my answer. That's my final answer. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, hey, thank you for thank you for taking the time to talk to me about this. I'm glad we were able to hook up and, and knock this out. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you so much. Of Appreciate course. it. All right, hey man, take care. You too. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. <laughs>
there you go. So there's my conversation with Scott, uh, a sterile prayer. And I bet that, that that transition into this track here at the at the end uh, was was wasn't so smooth. Uh, Might have caught you off guard, and that's all right. That's the way I like it. That was that was uh, reviled off of the album. That that also features um, what's his name, uh, Slug Christ. Uh, is that his, is that his name? Do we call him Slug Christ? I don't know exactly, but uh, you know. That's that's what that was. We talked a little bit about that track uh, in the conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed uh, all of it, because I did, as I said before. Hey, thanks again to Scott for doing this, and thanks again to you for listening. And, hey, I also, I, 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 I wanted to remember to give my man Jason up in Boston a shout-out who uh, recently contracted the corona. Way to go, man. Uh, shouldn't have done that, but uh, since you did, I hope you enjoy your two-week stay at home. Um, I really do hope you're okay, all jokes aside. Uh, let's go to Camden Yards and get kicked out for trying to argue with Bart Simpson again. Uh, you know, so, uh, so I, I, you know, all right, so so all joking aside, and I guess it's still a joke, <laughs> I guess I'm still going to make fun of it, but, uh, like, it, it, it kind of makes sense when you, when you or it kind of it helps when you have somebody you know uh, be afflicted by this shit that they're telling us that is out there because until now I haven't known anybody personally and now we do and uh that's a bummer sorry you got it dude but uh but uh I, I, now you're just my you're my reference now I can be like look it happened and it can happen to anybody and thank god that he's uh semi-healthy I don't know are you still fat I don't think you're fat anymore I think you lost a whole bunch of weight so good on you for that uh and and I hope you can get back to hanging out with your daughter soon uh but get well man um but that's it for this episode. Uh, as always, send your stuff in. Send your stuff into Dan at gettingitout.net. The, 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 the website, which I've talked about now for literally months, is, I guarantee you, very close to happening. And I know I say this every week, but it's it's all but done. It's just a couple things need to be buttoned up. Um, and it's, and it's, it's going to be right in front of your eyes for you to ignore at your leisure. So um, until then... Uh, keep keep checking me out on uh, the Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Twitter at getting it out pod and a Facebook page www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. There's also a, a voicemail slash hotline that I think still exists. I don't know. Nobody's I don't know that anybody's ever used it, but it's but it's out there somewhere. It's probably in the show notes if you check. And uh, and I guess that's about it. But um, thank you for listening. Um, I, I I myself have, have mentioned in past episodes that listening to podcasts right now in this climate is is kind of difficult. So if you're if you're still hanging with me, I appreciate that. I see a lot of people dumping a lot of content out there, and to me, it kind of feels like the wrong time because we don't have commutes, we don't have uh we don't have office hours. You know, th- those are those are when I listen. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick to my schedule and stick to what I've been doing. Uh, my one thing that I knew to do when I started this whole thing was to just be consistent. So I'm not going to. Uh, come up with some new system that I can't maintain while uh, w- once once the world gets back to normal. So uh, that's it for this one. Um, I'm going to end this with a song from the band 16. Uh, 16, they've been around for quite a while, and uh, they're pretty cool. And this one is um, it's called Me and the Dog Die Together, and it's coming off of their album Dream Squasher, which comes out June 5th via Relapse. And uh, you know, 16, great band. Like I said, been around for a while, and uh, it's always interesting. And I would I would have started them at the beginning, but I feel like more of you needed to hear about Elm than those of you who already know about 16. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, me and the dog died together, which 
to me is the hilarious name of a song for probably different reasons than they attended. But, uh, you know, here it is. Check it out. Off the Dream Squasher. Thank you for listening. Uh, bye-bye. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.